This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. I would say get engaged uh, with WQA and uh, be a promoter of the industry and promoter of WQA and the benefits that it brings. That's WQA member Doug Anderson of Culligan International talking about how to have an impact in the water treatment industry. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote the betterment of water quality around the world. This is episode number 252. If you're joining us for the first time, we're glad you're here. Be sure to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app or player so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And please, if you wouldn't mind, leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We're publishing this on February 2nd of 2022, and you can always find out more at wqa.org and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Plan to join us for the WQA Convention and Exposition in Orlando coming up April 6th through the 8th. Learn more at wqa.org convention. In this episode, we will feature a portion of a recent WQA webinar entitled How to Rise, a conversation with water quality industry veterans. We'll hear from Dennis Rupert, owner of Rupert's Culligan Water Conditioning, and Doug Anderson, Senior Director, Global Engineering and Research and Development at Culligan International. They'll talk about what's ahead for the industry, how younger water treatment professionals can have an impact and how they view their purpose. R.J. Easton, Director of Marketing and Business Development for Culligan of Wheeling, leads the discussion. Later, we'll have our WQA tip. Now on to R.J. Easton, Doug Anderson, and Dennis Rupert on WQA Radio. So we'll go ahead and jump right in. Uh, the first question we have from the mentorship category um, and also has to do with the growth in the industry, because as we all know, over the last 12 to 18 months, the water treatment industry has experienced some tremendous growth. Um, so guys, what part of the industry do you believe is uh, is most likely to grow in the next decade? Um, and Doug, I suppose I'll start with you here. Great, thanks uh, RJ and thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to this next hour and talking with you and, and sharing with the team. Um, we're, it's interesting, I was just at Aquatech in Amsterdam and um, and I see a lot of the same similarities uh, uh, on where products in the industry is, is going, both uh, in Europe and in North America. And one thing that uh, keeps jumping out is um, products that are focused on health and hydration and sustainability. So. Um, drinking water systems that help uh, us move away from single-serve plastic. That's That's been a resounding and uh, a repeating message that, that we're hearing uh, throughout um, the globe. And I would say another area that's it's growing that we hear a lot about is um, emerging contaminants and, and how do we deal with those. It seems like every day there's a new contaminant discovered and a new limit set and um, they're 
they're getting harder and harder to uh, to combat. So those two areas, I think, are, are areas that I see is is the biggest growth as far as products in our industry in the near term. Dennis, yeah. could you uh, expound upon that and, and answer the question? Yeah, um, uh, I think as a uh, great point of view, Doug, um, the from the dealer's perspective, the point of entry business has been very, very strong, still surprising everyone. Um, and I think that I don't see any signs that's not going to continue as folks are more tuned into what's going on in the home. Um, and, and to tag team with Doug, um, drinking water, the bottleless uh, cooler, if you will, delivery device is going to continue to grow uh, as the single single use, as Doug mentioned. Also, uh, I see the convenience of that starting to impact the five-gallon business as well. And, and from the other thing from the dealer perspective that I think is going to remain strong over the next decade is uh, commercial industrial. And that also ties into what Doug is talking about. Uh, we've got municipalities now with PFAS issues and those forever contaminants that we're talking about. And that stuff is being delivered to nursing homes, care centers, hospitals. And I, I think there is going to be continuing opportunities in that arena as well. Yeah, I'd echo that, Dennis. And a lot of the municipalities don't know how to deal with it. So they're relying on, you know, folks like, you know, dealers and and uh, the folks who understand the equipment to be sort of the the final barrier to uh, resolving those issues. Yeah, I think you both make tremendous points. If, if you consider oftentimes what you hear of, of as a buzzword from, from the young generation or the millennial generation, if you will, um, is, is taking on a job that they want to have some kind of impact. Um, and even being one of these people myself, I think we all have a hard time defining what that means. But I think we can certainly point to your guys' answers as one industry where young professionals can certainly have that type of impact, whether it be on, <clears throat> Doug, to your point, the, e uh, the ecological side of things that is of great interest to younger professionals or young the younger generation. And certainly, Dennis, to your point of, uh, water becoming so much more of a prevalent part of our day-to-day -day life, not just flipping on the tap, but understanding where it comes from, the distribution system, and how that can have an impact on me, the individual, and perhaps my, you know, my growing family. Um, so I think you guys touch on two areas that are of great interest to a young generation. So if we move to recruitment and retention, um, next question will focus on how do you feel a younger generation can best influence the water treatment industry? Uh, and since I started with Doug last time, Dennis, I'll start with you this time. Um, well, let's kind of continue, I think, the theme that we just uh, talked about. I think a big amp impact um, that we can look at, and I think Doug will tag onto this too, is the design and engineering of products that are going to handle these forever chemicals, as they're being referred to regularly now. Um, and, and then down to what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is, is applying the appropriate treatment and applying the appropriate monitoring 
frequency of service uh, on those products that are uh, providing that final barrier. And yeah, I'd echo that. Um, but sorry, Dennis, were you finished? Yeah, well, I was just going to say there's a whole hub and spoke to, to that whole arena of design, build, maintain, service. Uh, so um, uh, the young generation can certainly have a huge impact going forward in that arena. Yeah, I, I definitely echo that. Um, you know, the, there is a, a great opportunity to be on the front end of, of technology development and helping customers. I would say another thing that um, that the younger generation can do to influence the water treatment is just to speak up. I would say get engaged uh, with WQA and uh, be a promoter of the industry and promoter of WQA and the benefits that it brings and an educator of people. Um, you know, the, when I first got into this water uh, industry, I didn't know the difference between a, a sediment filter and a softener, honestly. So, um, so you have to learn. And then as you learn, um, with that comes then educating folks around you. Um, and that raises the awareness of people, um, the importance of having clean water, um, and then it promotes the industry and, and helps us all grow and, and be better as an industry. Yeah, an excellent point by both of you guys. The awareness of our industry, as you both pointed out, is is likely at an all-time high and, <clears throat> and will likely continue to grow. Uh, and those of us in the industry can have a, a huge impact on that. Um, why? So let me ask you guys, why do your job and what do you view as, as your purpose? Um, Doug, go ahead. Oh. Um, well, I, I love, I love this industry, been, been in the, in the business about 10 years, which is not long compared to a number of the folks in this, but, um, you know, bef before coming here, I, I worked at four different companies and, and each one of those after, and in, in different industries as well. And I, after a few years, I didn't feel that same excitement and challenge. Um, and now here I can say after 10 years, uh, at Kelligan, I, I still enjoy, getting up and coming to the office as much as the first day. So I, I think when I look at purpose, it, I look at it three ways. Um, first, my purpose, you know, within the company, and that's to develop um, and offer great certified products that, you know, help uh, solve water problems for, for people. Um, then I look at purpose within the industry. It's, it's to help raise awareness of our industry and the great work that WQA is doing and WQA's membership is doing to, um, to help uh, the lives of others. And then finally, uh, my purpose you know, in life as it relates to this is just to try every day to make sure that the time I spend um, on my job is, is adding value um, to the, the end customers who, are, who need a water solution. So that's kind of how I look at, um, you know, why I do my job and, and what my purpose is. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah, concur, concur on more of that. I made two, uh, two observations on this question and reflecting, it's kind of funny. You don't, you don't think about that at 10 o'clock in the morning is what was my priority this morning? Because <laughs> you hit the door and gosh knows what's going to happen. But the, the number one thing I, I do and think about each day is 
are my customers satisfied? Are we taking care of our customers? And Doug alluded to this. And then number two, am I making sure that uh, our staff has all the tools they need to be customer centric? And, and am I doing the things I need to do to protect their health, well-being uh, in this challenging environment? So those are kind of my two things kind of every day you check that box are we doing what we need to do for our people in-house and are we doing what we need to do for the customer and that was dennis rupert along with doug anderson and rj easton from a recent wqa webinar entitled how to rise if you want to see the entire webinar go to wqa.org webinars and click the tab to view past webinars. You'll see many other webinars there that you can take advantage of as well. These webinars are another great member benefit of WQA. Go to wqa.org membership to learn more and to join. Our WQA tip, how can you position your company for growth and impact in the year ahead? Well, by attending the WQA convention and exposition in Orlando, April 6th through the 8th. Learn from our top education sessions, see the latest products and uh, technology on the trade show floor, and of course, network with friends and colleagues in the water treatment industry. But you got to be there. Save with advanced pricing through February 23rd. Learn more and register at wqa.org convention. That's wqa.org slash convention. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.